Welcome back to the Idol Talk Minis, ladies and gentlemen. And today, I will give you my honest opinion on Saw 10. So, this takes place in between Saw 1 and 2. Okay, if you didn't know, Saw 1 was the bathroom game. And all it really was was one location. And it was our bathroom location with Dr. Lawrence Gordon and... Um, Adam, who's a photographer that was hired by Detective Tap, who is in this movie trying to chase down Jigsaw. My cat is here. Shout out to my cat. But Saw 2 takes place after that, after some time, and Detective Matthews is on the case trying to hunt down where Jigsaw is and who he is, really. He's trying to get to the bottom of this, right? So that's our premise in Saw 3, because I feel like Saw 3 is relevant in this movie. We have Amanda, who kidnaps Dr. Lin, and she is responsible for doing brain surgery on John Kramer, which Tobin Bell returns for this installment. And I do believe that this installment of Saw really does do justice on what Saw really was for the first two to three movies. So in Saw 3, we get introduced to Amanda as she is the apprentice of Jigsaw. And then 4, 5, 6, 7, we learn that Detective Hoffman is also an apprentice of Jigsaw. So I can see why people have a disdain for the three to seven movies just because it's steered away from the philosophy that John Kramer had as he held the mantle as Jigsaw. But Saw 10, let's talk about it. I wrote an initial Letterbox review, so if you don't follow me on Letterbox, you're missing out. The F. Ramos on Letterbox, And there's a quote from the movie that I always love putting into these Letterbox reviews. Quote, I call that epic bad luck. Now that quote comes from a scene that I think you should go out and enjoy. I would highly recommend this movie. I gave it five stars out of Five stars, pretty much, that you could give it. Um, I would rate this for me. Um, and in the context of all the Saw films, I would say this is one of the better Saw films, and I would say it is a 10 out of 10. Uh, the only 10 out of 10 that I think I have out there is the first Saw, because I love the first Saw so much. Saw X returns to the humble to its humble beginnings, where two friends wanted to make a low-budget horror film using one set. We saw some old characters, and the blonde... Loki looks like Amber Heard, so Depp stands look forward to that. That was my sister's um, opinion about that. She did really kind of look like Amber Heard, so if you want to go see someone punish Amber Heard, go watch this movie. I will say there's a crazy plot twist and a great ending. It's crazy how this movie is in 4K because it really gets you in the nitty-gritty parts of the traps. And let's talk about the traps for a little bit because that's always been... The media's biggest criticism of Saw. I mean, we've noticed, I've seen comparisons of Terrifier and Terrifier 2 to this movie. And that's what kind of really grinds my gears a little bit because people have gone out of their way in the media, especially to flat out defend those kinds of movies, especially Terrifier 2. People were coming out of the woodwork to defend that. It wasn't that bad, you know. It's just, it's a movie, you know. It's, it's allowed to push certain limits, but the media has always had this hatred kind of towards the Saw franchise, especially calling it a gore fest, not less of a horror movie. There's no um, underlining story between them. So I kind of want to come out in its defense and say that I did see Terrifier 2, and I don't think it's comparable to it. I think they're two different things. I think Saw was not gory on the sake of being gory. This, ladies and gentlemen, is something that I've always kind of wanted in a Saw movie where Jigsaw, Tobin Bell, makes things personal. We saw in the prequel, J uh, Jigsaw, right? Jigsaw, when we had Logan as the, the new apprentice in that movie, he showed us how the very first unreleased, like, police didn't find Jigsaw game. And that was because his nephew, so Jake Saw's nephew, Tobin Bell's nephew, um, 
John Kramer's nephew. <laughs> I keep I keep mixing up these names, but his nephew was ultimately killed because he bought a bad motorcycle with bad brakes. Um, and that game that he decided to orchestrate was kind of like a consequence to the person who did that and just other people who kind of weren't that good of human beings. And Saw 10 makes me feel like it bridged the gap before him personally for his character, for John Kramer's character in Saw 1 and 2. But also, in a consequence, I do think that um, Amanda Young, I think that's her name, Young, Amanda Young, but his other apprentice, I think Saw 10 perfectly explains why she acted the way she acted in Saw 3. So in Saw 3, we learn that she gets blackmailed by somebody. We learn in Saw 4 that it was um, Detective Hoffman, the other apprentice of Jigsaw. So he wanted to be the sole apprentice carrying out his last will, doing all these things. And Amanda Young was not going to fit that philosophy for him, for Mark Hoffman. He was like, no, I'm the one and only. I'm the next man up. So in Saw 10, there's a beautiful moment between um, John Kramer and her character where you can kind of tell that he knows something about her. We later know down the line that he always knew that he that she was um, there that night with the guy who who caused his wife to miscarry. And I think that's very impactful. And I think Saw 10 is the reason why she acts the way she acts in Saw 3, where she's irrational. She's too emotionally connected to him. She doesn't want him to die. She can't believe he's going to die. She will do everything in her power to make sure he doesn't die. And there's a selfishness to her character in Saw 3 where the doctor did her task. She did the brain surgery. The guy who was being tested in that game throughout the whole movie passed his test and now it's her time to let her go. And that was her final test to be able to let things go. And we find out she can't, not that she can't, maybe because she couldn't or she didn't want to because of this blackmail and being scared of the consequences. But yeah, I mean, Saw 10, I don't think it deserves any of the same criticisms it's gonna get. I mean, the fans are gonna go out and love it. It does stay true to its humble roots where it kind of keeps the same scene. I mean, the original script or short story or short film what it was it definitely was just taking place in one thing but after you know lions game twisted uh, metal got the rights to it and wanted to produce a movie then the budget obviously got bigger but i think saw 10 does return to those roots and it kind of fills in the blanks that i didn't know we needed to be filled in we got a lot of uh, development between john and amanda and i really that third act of that movie was just some superb acting on both of their ends it really felt like I was watching a grandfather and a granddaughter really bond and really connect in a way that in a way that was seen before like in Saw 3 where I'm like why are you so connected to John like why are you so obsessive with John is it because of this because of that and we later learned that there's a reason because they spent some time together like working through things really he took his time teaching her how to do the things she wants to do and how to fulfill the jigsaw legacy and overall i mean it was so sad just watching them connect in between these gruesome traps and i think my sister put it best is that this movie sucks because it is in 4k like it's not upscaled like we're not watching saw one upscale to 4k where you can still kind of see some grainy parts of it it's not that crystal clear but in saw 10 you're in there it's like you were also in this game that's how crispy you can see these traps that's how really in your face it gets and honestly i don't think it's that bad i mean if i was to think back on all the traps and i might i might spoil something here uh but the eye test 
wasn't too bad. You don't really see it. Um, I guess at the end of that trap, it gets kind of like gruesome, but it's not too bad. It's more like I'm, I was more shocked when I saw that. I wasn't like sick to my stomach. I wasn't like terrified or anything like that. I was just like surprised. I was shocked that they could kind of produce that um, practically or even CGI, but it still looked real as fuck. And then we moved on to the first uh, main game of you know the the group of people that were there and it didn't look too crazy until the very end where they had to separate something you had to get enough of something on this scale and then you'd be free that was crazy because i don't know if, if that's actually what it looks like i'm not trying to spoil anything too crazy but then the next game was kind of like open like do yourself brain surgery and the guy clearly could not get what he needed to get done in time so that was pretty sick too um i do think that kind of maybe i was like holding my hands on my face like but like this so i could kind of see what's going on you know but it wasn't too bad now that i think about it it was just the fact that everything was so crystal clear in 4k that really differentiates this from any of the other movies and even from jigsaw and spiral those movies came out relatively recently but they never were true to the philosophy that john kramer had so i think that's the biggest distinction of this like third movie that had come out in recent years so would i recommend you watch saw 10 of course i would recommend it i would recommend it with my full my full heart and soul like it is a movie you should go out and support if you are a lifelong saw fan if saw is something that introduced you to the genre in general then of course go look at that go watch that movie um, i'm gonna go watch it like two more times just to kind of get a very specific um, understanding of things that may might have missed over but overall i think the story was solid i think it was as good as it needed to be to bridge Saw 1 and 2 and possibly 3 as well. And I think that bridging Saw 3 was an unforeseen consequence. So if you know, you know if you've seen that scene. But overall, the movie does take place in Mexico. My sister's biggest gripe was why the, why the fuck does all these um, Mexican-born people speak fluent English? Like very fluent as if like they were not born there. And that's just nitpicking, but I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, well, they needed to get a second generation, not a third generation. You know, the one that's born in America. But uh, I think that was a funny kind of like thing to notice that they're, they like had like flawless English dialect and barely an accent, even though they were supposed to like have like an accent in some scenes and some not. But I mean, the cast, the main cast, the main people being tried in this game, um, I feel like you could insert somebody else in it and it'd be the same thing. I think they were written in that way. The only thing I think that the main person that Jigsaw is trying to test that, I don't see anybody else playing that role in the way that this person did. But nevertheless, I totally think it's a 10 out of 10. I rated it five stars on Letterboxd. Shout out to Letterboxd. I love this fucking app. But that was today's Idol Talk Mini, so go out and watch Saw Ted. I know it's been raining the last couple of days and potential flooding and whatever, but honestly, go out and enjoy this movie for what it was. And be sure to use code ILXIDOLTALK at Insane Labs and save 45% off. And we will see you for the next Idol Talk Mini, for the next regular Idol Talk, who knows, but just subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube page, subscribe to the Apple Podcast page, Follow us on Spotify. Leave us five stars on all these podcast platforms. And I will see you, or favorite, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.